Tuesday. Good Tuesday morning to you guys. Gabe DeArmond here with PowerMizzou.com back for another week of hanging with Mookie Cooper. We will bring Mookie in momentarily, but always want to, first of all, thank our partners at Bruning Legal who make this show possible for you guys every week. You can find out more about them at BruningLegal.com. You can schedule an online consultation. You can chat with them. Uh, live just right there on the website if you need anything. Bruning, the Bruning Law Firm is a personal injury firm in St. Louis. It is was formed and is run by a father and his two sons, all huge Mizzou fans, all supporters of PowerMizzou.com, and certainly have been instrumental in our ability to give you guys a little insight into the Mizzou football team this spring and talk with Mookie Cooper here every week on this show. The Burning Law Firm is going to treat you like family. They want to make sure that you get taken care of if you have been injured in an accident and you feel that you are due some compensation you should get in touch with them. Once again, BruningLegal.com is where you find them. Their uh, their logo is going to be in the upper corner of the show all along, in case you need to know how to spell that, B-R-U-N-I-N-G. So thanks to everyone at Bruning Legal. Thanks, obviously, to Mookie Cooper, and thanks to you guys for watching. Uh, if you are watching this show, please do us a favor, hit the like button on the show, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast, leave us some nice reviews. Whatever you do, share it on social media. Let your friends know what we're doing here. We've had good response to the show so far and certainly hope that continues. And with that, we'll get to this week's chat, episode seven. All right, Mookie Cooper joins us now for episode number seven and uh, spring football about about two-thirds of the way over. Spring game coming up uh, this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit next week. Mookie, are you at the point where you're like, all right, time for uh, time for spring football to wrap up yet? Uh, yeah, we, we, we get into that stage. Um, <laughs> we, we, trying to, we trying to thug out the ground right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. So, uh, so – I wanted to talk to you this week. Uh, obviously, the the news around Missouri has has not been at all about football lately. Uh, the big story, obviously, that that we've been following and everybody's following is that Missouri's making a change at basketball coach. And and it, look, I'm not trying to ask you whether Conzo Martin should still be the coach or not, but I know you haven't personally been through like a head coaching change in college, but you know a lot of guys that have. I mean, the guys that at Ohio State. Uh, a lot of the older guys with you had gone through a coaching change. Um, I know there's a couple St. Louis guys down at Texas that you probably know that went through it. Have you ever really talked to guys about, about kind of what that's like and, and what that does to their world when that happens? Um, not like too much in a depth combo, but I mean, I do say like, I know I just talked to a recruit. He was saying like once, once a new coaching staff leave or whatever, coach that was recruiting or whatever he was like he didn't want to go back anymore because now he don't know those coaches but mm -hmm. not really too much on just so um people that's currently in college then the head coaches that believe i haven't but yeah i get um and, and i mean tell everybody we kind of talked about your recruiting process and look these these are the guys you get to know whether it's the head coach or or your position coach or whatever I always hear when kids are going through recruiting, hey, you should make a decision based on a school, not based on a coach. But the truth is, 
you guys spend more time with these coaches than you do anybody else. Right. So, so you form these relationships with these guys and, and a lot of you guys are picking schools based on, Hey, I get along with this guy and I can see myself spending 55 hours a week with him. No, I agree with that. Totally. Um, it's kind of it's more like because you know what i'm saying you want to be around people you can trust you know what i'm saying so that's kind of like i feel like as far as any success with a team we kind of talk about just building bonds with each other because that'll make you just want to go play harder for this person next to you or whatever so i'm saying so relationships is a big thing and you do want to find a find a coach or coaches that you feel comfortable with that you feel like can get you to the next place that you feel like really got your best interests at heart but um it's more like it's more like I don't know. I feel like it's more relationship based. If if you want to pick the right school, than just the school's history. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the school's history has nothing to do with how you're going to get on the field, how you're going to get developed, how you know what I'm saying. It's whatever coaches are there at that time. So the relationships are big to me. Do I, I'm curious if, when when you're being recruited, whether it's out of high school or as a transfer, you know. It, fans and and media always make a big deal out of like the coach's contract and like, Hey, you got to have four years left on a contract. So you can tell kids when they're being recruited that you're going to be the coach the whole time. Is that a thing that coaches use? Like, Hey, you come to school here. I'm going to be your coach the whole time you're there. I mean, is that something you're told or is that something we've kind of made up? Uh, I've never been told that, but uh, so I don't know, but yeah. Like they should let you know if they feel like they're on the short leash. Or you know what I'm I feel like that's the the real way to go about it. But I never been heard. I never heard of it. Yeah. Um. Well, and and that's. I mean, we talked a little bit on on a previous episode about the idea that hey, at any time, you know, especially position coaches, because you guys spend. I, I'm gonna guess that you probably spent more time with Bush Hamden last year than than you did Eli Drinkwitz, or or it was probably pretty close. Is that is it fair? No, that's that's way facts. We would Bush Hamden more than drink. Mm-hmm. Way. So so especially when you're talking about assistant coaches and, and these are guys who go out and recruit a lot of the, the kids, they make the initial contact and stuff. I mean, that stuff is like you can find assistant coaches who have had like 15 jobs in 18 years, you know. I mean, they move around all the time. Is, is that something that that like players have an understanding of and Hey, this is just a business, man. They're going to go where where a paycheck is. I mean, is that something you guys ever ever think about, really, with position coaches? See, like you would think, you would think that it's uh, kind of normal. Like some people don't get that it's a business. Like mm-hmm. some people feel real bad with coaches league because you know what I'm saying that maybe they only tie a way that they thought they would have a chance of getting on the field. Maybe that was their way of chance of. You know what I'm saying? Any type of success within that program or why they came to the program. So some people get that it's a business, but it is some people that take it to heart and may even up and leave after uh, they got a particular coaches that they like that left. Because, you know, you don't like every coach on the staff. So some people got that one or two coaches that they like. And if that coach leave, you know what I'm saying, they might feel like they got nothing that they really care about left at their school. Yeah, I, I just just kind of your personal opinion. Do you think that the whole name, image, and likeness thing might change a little bit how players view this as uh, understand it as more of a business? Because now, I mean, you're talking about hey, businesses are paying you guys to do things like you've got responsibilities, and and you know it can't just be oh yeah, I, I, look, I I can't do this this week or whatever because basically you guys are getting paid. So 
it, have players and coaches kind of gotten a little bit more alike in that regard here with with all the NIL stuff? Um, Kiri, 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 yeah. and I'm not sure I'm asking this the right way, but basically now that you guys have the ability to to make money, and this is for a lot of players, kind of a business deal. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think that makes it a little easier to maybe? see how coaches approach it do you do players maybe have a better understanding of the business side of it and in what coaches look at now that we got nil um see i would say i was trying to say like i feel like the coach with the nil now as far as like if players wanted to leave let's say a player wanted to leave or something i'm saying like i feel like now even if if schools get you an nil maybe it kind of goes hand in hand with like, if you want to leave now and that school didn't got you this NIL, it's like they may try to hold it over you or, you know what I'm saying, if they didn't put you in position or whatever. Or if you want to leave, they may can get you NIL, you know what I'm saying, just to try to get it back. So it's kind of like NIL just made it more of like reasons, secret reasons under the ground why to stay. Like, I just think NIL made it yeah. just less real it might get somebody to stay or go somewhere that they may not even really want to it can just like make someone make decisions without really thinking about it like because yeah. you know money money can just have you just doing stuff whatever so i feel like now when nil going on i feel like it was good good move but it also could have a bad bad effect on you know what I'm saying some kids and how they view it so i mean i think it go both ways yeah, I, I don't know how much you've paid attention to some of the stories and stuff uh, around college sports with NIL, but I mean, just just in the last couple of days, I saw there was a story about a kid at Florida State basically holding out of practice, saying he wasn't going to practice till he got a better NIL deal. Um, <laughs> there there was a story about uh, some some high school junior that is they're setting up an eight million dollar NIL deal for. I mean, is this stuff kind of like it? it I, I think it's a good thing that NIL exists, but it's way crazier than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're a high schooler already. Like, it's just too much. You missing out, like the kid before us. You missing out now on your own work, and you ain't even doing just for like. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just causing too much extra commotion. It's mm-hmm. some people see. Some people were saying before NIL came out, like it might change how much college kids want to grind, how much college kids want to really go, you know what I'm saying, try to get to the next level if we already can make a certain amount of money in college, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, and and that's kind of got to be, like, that's just each individual, right? I mean, Patrick Mahomes has a $500 million contract. So, yeah, he could go sit on his ass and not work yeah. very hard, right? But yeah. it seems like he's he's continuing. I, I mean, it's each individual more so than, Thanks. I mean, money changes some people and doesn't change the other people. Thanks. For sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I'm One of the other things about, about NIL that a lot of people thought, said beforehand was, well, this, this could be a big problem. Like when the quarterback has – X number of NIL deals and, you know, the, the tight end doesn't have as many, I'm not asking you for, for specific guys or anything like that at all, but is that ever something that, that like in the locker room or just hanging out, you guys ever even really talk about, or do you, do you care what, what anybody else has? hundred percent people talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like we college students, 
know what I'm saying? You you go on a tight budget at first. Now NIL came out. You want to make some money, but that was kind of the thing they used to tell us, like when they brought up NIL. Not everybody's going to get the same, you know what I'm saying? Because it's based off of your name, it's based off of your image and your likeness or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But when when you got a when you got a guy walk in with um a whole new whip or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like for some people talk about it because you know what I'm saying everybody wanna get a new whip, everybody wanna, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be secret, secret jealousy with some people. Some people gonna boost it up, you know what I'm saying? But it bring up locker room talk for sure. And you that's why you, you want to get NIL work for a lot of people, but, you know what I'm saying, it's just different because everybody is based off of your name, so I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, the best way to get it ultimately is to go out and be a good football player, right? Got to ball out, yeah. It's, it's all off your work, your production, so you can't really, you know what I'm saying, have feel too many ways about it. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of going back to what we were talking about uh, with, with the coaches to start. So you obviously got a new position coach uh this year jacob peeler comes in i i think he got hired in like january maybe um you know have you how well do you feel like you've gotten to know him this early on and just just kind of tell people what it's like to to try to build that relationship with the new guy that that comes in and 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 you don't really know him at all i think we take them a good step um you know what i'm saying he came in with certain coaches is different because you know you, you sit back and you just try to watch and just see, like, how they come off, see what they got in store, whatever. So you kind of – everybody was kind of scared. Not scared, but, like, cautious just to see what kind of coach he was or whatever. But he came in with a plan. He had a mindset, you know what I'm saying, I think, like I mentioned before. And he kind of just held us to this high standard. So it's like he wasn't the loudest coaches at practice, probably the most active coaches at practice. So it's like he expects so much out of us. It's like you you, you kind of going out there knowing it all coming from the right spot, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. as long as – Kind of elevate us to the next level. You kind of accept the coaching, you accept it, and if you know your coach got a certain resume or, or you know what I'm saying, you you're respected more than somebody that know what they talking about. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, we we adapted in a way. And, um, he was good. He he a pretty good coach, cool guy. Um, really, he kind of still in that stage of getting to know everybody. Yeah, where where do you kind of have a chance to to most build the relationship with your position coach? Is it in practice? Is it in the film room? Is it just like away from football, hanging out? You know, when you're in the facility. Uh, it's it's practice and means to me like it's it's the grind. Like, uh, I want to say we had like this little military thing come in called the program or whatever, and I remember exactly how it was not word for word, but it was something like. We build the most, the best bonds or whatever through shared adversity. It was something like that about shared adversity, which helps build the most bonds. So, like, when we grinding out at practice, getting yelled at in film about what we ain't do right or whatever, that's I feel like that's when we build the most bonds and get closer to him because we just seeing we, – we seeing the best – we seeing him at his worst yelling or whatever because he want the best out of us, you know what I'm saying? So, it's just like – when, when you got a coach that lack and just let you get away with all this stuff, you know, he ain't really care about you or whatever, but mm-hmm. coach Peele care a lot and we all good with that. So, so what kind of, I, I feel like there's two kinds of players. Like some guys you can coach super hard and you can scream at them and you can call them names and they respond to that. Right. Some guys you kind of got to take care of and it'd be <laughs> nice too. And they were, so, so which kind of guy are you? Uh, I'm the guy you can yell, you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been playing football for so long. Like, I feel like I've had every type of coach. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't really – I'm not the type of – I'm not going to get in my feelings too much about the coaching. 
if the play happened or whatever, now I may I may feel some type of way about the play if I didn't messed up or something like that. But like, never coaching, never been a type to really talk back to a coach and when they was trying to correct me on something, never been, you know what I'm saying? Never, never just stormed away, had an attitude or anything like that, bro. Yeah. Is that, do you feel like kind of that's how you always were? I'm, I'm curious if, uh, you know, does that, does that come from your mom? Was she, was she hard on you growing up or? or... Yeah, yeah. My mom, yeah, my mom was super hard on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? My mom, I'm the youngest of four. Okay. So she was lighter on me cause I was the youngest or whatever, but like, I would still see how she would react with my older siblings, even with me sometimes when we did wrong. So it was like, I ain't really had my pops around, so she tried to step up ten times harder mm-hmm. to establish some discipline in the house type deal. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was like I kind of understood loud, and you know, like it just didn't phase me for real. You know? Well, and and when you're a kid, when you're growing up, I feel like you always know you're in trouble if you get called by your full name, right? So like, <laughs> so like when you're in trouble, did she did she scream Terry on at you, and you you know, oh, this be serious now. <laughs> Oh, facts. That's a hundred percent. Or she used to call me my uh my middle name. I ain't gonna tell y'all my middle name, but okay. it's just my middle name. And then I know like uh right, she's not playing right now. Oh, if if your parents use the middle name, man, you're done. Like that day's facts. over. You're, facts. You're <laughs> so all right, uh so we we decided this was gonna be probably a little bit shorter of an episode. Um we we got a lot of stuff going on. Mookie's got a lot of stuff going on. You're back at, at spring practice, but I kind of want to wrap up last thing. Like I said, the, the spring game is coming up next Saturday. So this is the last uh last show people are gonna see before the spring football game. And can you just kind of I know you can't like give away the, 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 the secrets or anything. Nobody's asking for the offense, but can you kind of give a, a, a fan an idea if they come to the black and gold game, what, what type of thing they're going to see on Saturday? I mean, I know like last year, basically none of the first or second stringers even played. So, so what are we going to see this weekend? Do you know? Honestly, I don't even know. Like I don't, we don't even know the structure, how it's going to be kind of last year. It's kind of like a little mini practice in it kind of, or whatever. Um, we don't know the structure, how they're going to do, if they're going to do teams. Like, honestly, we haven't even touched on the spring game yet. They're probably going to bring it up, try to, like, give us an idea of what's going on this week in meetings or whatever. But, I mean, I think it's going to – I don't know. I think it's going to be fun this year because, like, practice be, like, way more turnt this year. So, I know people going to be hyped and excited for the spring game. But um, I don't know, honestly. I can't even – I honestly don't even know. See, here's here's what I think that that they should do for the spring game. They should take like the top two quarterbacks on the team and just make them captains, and then those two dudes have to go back and forth and draft their team and those teams. Facts that that'd be dope though. That, I think we should do it like that too. Have some captains. Yeah. Drafted. I think last year I think it was just like offense versus defense, like a deal. I think we should split it up too. Just get everybody on the field, have everybody just having fun and competing out there. Yeah. 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 I think. We- well, we'll be there. Look forward to it. And then we'll uh, we'll do one more episode with Mookie after the spring game, talk a little bit about spring practice and everything. And then then we'll give him a week off for spring break and come up and, and uh, come back and, and finish up. But uh, Mookie, appreciate your time, man. And, and we'll catch up with you later on. Appreciate- All right. That is Mookie Cooper. Uh, appreciate him joining us again right in the middle of spring football and everything. Mookie's got a lot going on, but he's uh, he's made time for us every week. And I think giving you guys a, a little bit of insight into uh, 
into what they're doing this spring and just kind of the life of a college football player. And, hey, this week we managed to come up with the best format for Missouri spring game. We have no idea if that's what it's going to be like. I would be willing to bet it's probably not, but uh, this is what we do here. We just uh, we just solve problems that don't even exist. So thanks to Mookie for joining us again. And, and one more time, want to remind you guys the logo there on the screen is for the Bruning Law Firm. Uh, they have been with us throughout this venture. They're the, the guys that made it possible. And it is a personal injury firm in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, founded by a father and his two sons, all huge Missouri Tiger fans. And uh, who knows, they may even be there on Saturday. But if you have been injured in an accident of some kind and you feel like, hey, maybe you don't know exactly, uh, you know, if, if you're due some compensation or, or what should happen from here, you get in touch with the folks at the Bruning Law Firm at BruningLegal.com or by phone at 312-736-7643. And they can kind of help you out, walk you through the process and all that. Um, so we would encourage you, again, certainly, we hope that you do not need their services, but if you do find yourself needing a personal injury attorney, the Burning Law Firm is the place that you want to go. Also, want to ask you one more time, if you're watching us here on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You will get a heads up when we go live. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, which will be uh, uploaded by the time anybody can see this publicly, then uh, please leave us a nice review, say good things, share what we're doing on social media here with Mookie. Want to get more eyeballs on uh, on what we're doing and certainly get Mookie a little bit of attention and uh, all that heading into his second season at Mizzou. So appreciate you guys watching. Uh, Luther Burden Show coming up, episode number three on Thursday. We'll be back with Mookie, episode number eight next Tuesday. And who knows, guys, anything could happen between now and then. Stay tuned to PowerMizzou.com.